Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win, like MyBookie. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance to hit payday. To get started, go to mybookie.ag and on your first deposit, use promo code TSUS to grab a deposit match up to $1,000. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Plus 38,000 on the Eagles and Chiefs. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at prize picks they also have a slick easy to use mobile app both on the app store and google play they're rated 4.8 stars in the app store with rave reviews so many fans and listeners of the spurs up show have made tons of money with our friends at prize picks and you should as well so again go download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com and when you do use that promo code ts U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, we are live. 30-17, to 17, Texas A&M takes down South Carolina. And I was just saying this off the air, getting way too used to doing these after Gamecocks losses. But want to hear from you, 843-790-3377. As you can see, we are at the Carolina Cigars Lounge in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Either way, the Stogies get smoked. So that's the good news. The bad news is the Gamecocks lose again, fall to 2-6. and six. Carolina 1-9 all-time against A&M. 0-5 now at Kyle Field. That being said, I know you guys are trying to get in here, so we'll go ahead and get the phone lines. Jump in 843-790-3377. Guys, again, thanks so much to A1 Air Quality Consultants, our sponsors of the post-game call-in show. A disappointing defeat, somewhat demoralizing. South Carolina just continuing to do what bad teams do, which is make mistake after mistake after mistake. Shooting themselves in the foot from not being able to get a snap off to turnovers, what have you. It's just one thing after another. We'll go ahead and get into it. Call from Jared from Kane Bay. Jared, what's going on, man? You're on the air. What's going on, Chris? Man, I, I want to talk about how in the first quarter it seems like every tackle we tried to make was just phenomenal, just mm. perfect. And then three quarters later, or the next three quarters, we can't make a single tackle. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's the technique for sure. And I mean, tackling something South Carolina has struggled with all year, so I thought it was much better. You know, I, I want to point this out, too, as we start out. Texas A&M is not a very good team. They're, they're not – World beaters, that roster's loaded with four- and five-star talent. There were opportunities to win the football game, and South Carolina just couldn't capitalize. But I, I think what you saw, man, is that game, as that game went on, it was just a defense that got worn down. I mean, flat out, man. Uh, Texas A&M, they are big. They are physical for everything they not. They are they, they are not. They certainly are that. So, you know, I, I think that's why you saw the defense get worn down. Um, and I know we'll, we'll talk a lot about the defense, obviously, and a lot of issues there. But I, I'll tell you this. All things considered, I actually wasn't, you know, I wasn't happy with the defensive performance, but I guess based on where my expectations were, I I thought the defense played okay. Again, it wasn't great, but I thought they played okay and did about everything they could. Uh, but again, it, the, the tackling needs to be better. I mean, that's an issue South Carolina has been fighting, it feels like, for forever. And uh, to your point, man, I mean, I thought in the first half it was it was much better, much more secure, but... Just some inexcusable well, things happened in the Chris. second half. So, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. We'll keep it rolling, guys. Phone lines are open. You know, again, I, I look at the defense, and, you know, it wasn't great by any stretch. It wasn't great, but 
who do you blame more for this one? Is it offense, defense, special teams? Is it all three? Is it one thing more than the other? I mean, I I, I think when you look at what South Carolina was allowing coming in, um, I mean, guys, you held the Aggies 340 or excuse me, 354 total yards, 249 through the air, 105 rushing. So, I mean, it's not like they had a field day against Call you. From Brian Bennett. You just couldn't keep up. Except. Brian Bennett, you're on the air. What's up, Chris, man? I just got a uh, just a question, man. Do we think Beamer is too loyal to a fault? Uh, reason being because we had two backup quarterbacks taking a skill positions that by far Mario Anson should have been starting RB1 day one from what we've seen. Even down at Harbor, we have Harbor who's a freak athlete. We have a backup QB playing slot receiver. Don't get me wrong, great athletes, but at some point, Beamer got to say, you know what, guys, I think we've been a part of the program, but I got to go with guys that I know that's, that's used to the position to help us win ball games. I mean, I like Beamer, but I think sometimes he's just too loyal to a fault. And, Brian, to your point, I, I think questioning personnel this season's fair. I mean, when you look at why did it take so long to figure out that Mario Anderson is this team's best running back? Why did it take so long to get a Nicholas Harbor involved instead of getting those repetitions to a Luke Doty earlier in the season, right? So – I mean, I, I think that's yeah, fair. Is he, is he too loyal to a fault? Is it something where they're not identifying the best talent? I, You know, we're not behind closed doors. We're not at practice. But it, it's something that it, – it's a fair criticism, and it should be questioned. And, I mean, it, this this loyalty thing goes back to coaching as well. I mean, how long he stuck with Sat. Uh, some people will say he's sticking with Clayton White too long, although I think there were different, there were different voices in the defensive room today. But, um, I mean, certainly, man, I think that's something that you can – you can question the personnel utilization – I think it's a fair criticism this year. Yeah. And even down to the day, you know, I felt early on we was more aggressive on defense, uh, whatever scheme we was calling within our 4-2-5 uh, defense. Why do we not blitz or have a scheme set up when we third and 12? We get yeah. burnt in quarters every single time. That's something that got to be addressed. Hey, look, we have got to blitz no matter what. I think they're playing fast at first, and all of a sudden the break, the, um, we, we took – we love the gas. Like, why? Why? Like, yeah. if it was working, we was blitzing. Yeah, the quarterback in third and twelve, or we we we're sitting back in coverage. You're, you're two and five. To your point, why? Why sit back? Why kind of let A and M dictate and do whatever they want to do? And again, what do you what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? So some of those back breaking third down conversions, those third and longs, especially man. I mean, they, they just they kill you. They kill you. So and South Carolina certainly is not a good enough team to overcome that. Brian, I appreciate the call, man. Really good stuff. Really great points. I appreciate you calling in, guys. We're going to keep it rolling. A lot of folks trying to call in here on this Saturday afternoon. Gamecocks, I think it's time, by the way. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being dead serious. It's time to retire the phrase Cocktober, at least for quite a while, until South Carolina starts winning again, because over Gamecocks go over in the month of October and now a pivotal stretch is any upcoming in the month of November. South Carolina, of course, returns to action next week around this time, noon next week at Willie B to take on Jacksonville State. And admittedly, I'm not even ready to look forward to that game yet. Uh, again, guys, want to hear from you. Phone lines are open, 843-790-3377. You know, admittedly, guys, we get to this point in the season, and I wonder, I wonder how much angst, anger, frustration is left. Because I think at some point, it starts to set in and you just accept what you have. You know what I mean? You start to accept what your football team is and how can you not when you're two and six? Panic Ritter. <laughs> Panic Ritter, you're on the air. 
first of all, you remember you had a lot of you had the slapstick awards. Well, we have a lot of coaches and players are are that. I'm sorry, but you can't hike the ball. It's common sense to hike the ball. I'm like, Beamer has to recruit proven guys and not get uh, dollar store players what we have. Mm. And again, I'll say like I say last week, Clayton White, and now the offensive line coach kiss my ass. Love your show. <laughs> Vanek Ritty, the man, I appreciate it. Offensive line coach can kiss his ass, he says. I hear you. Um, you know, it's crazy. Rattler did a decent job getting away from pressure, but I think it's a little bit misleading just because the sacks that would have been sacks, a lot of them turned into intentional groundings. Uh, that, that's, that's you know, when you look at the numbers, that's three intentional groundings, obviously, for Rattler in that first half. Did he, did he have one in the second half? I think he may have had one in that second half. Uh, A&M dominates time of possession, 36 minutes, 36 and a half to 23 and a half. Gamecocks are penalized eight times, A&M penalized twice. I mean, you think about it, guys, the score could have been worse had that touchdown went Texas A&M's way earlier in the game, which I think 100% was a touchdown, and obviously Jimbo voiced his displeasure, and I think he'll probably be getting a call and a little bit of a fine from the SEC this week, which I think 20 or 30K will be a not even make a dent in the pockets of Jimbo Fisher. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he just didn't do a lot of things good today, guys. Rush for 33 yards, three for 176, uh, five for 16 on third downs. A&M, by the way, seven for 19. A&M, four for four on fourth downs today. I don't know what the numbers are for fourth down defense, but I have to imagine the Gamecocks rank near the bottom of college football. So, again, guys, phone lines are open. want to hear from you. And like I mentioned, I, I wonder if this is the week. It feels like the phone lines are a little bit less busy than they've been where it seems like the dejection, the reality has truly set in. This is somewhat of a lost season, if you will. Um, can we talk about the targeting, someone says. Just a guy that put his head down. I mean, it's, you know, I, I like how on the broadcast they were trying to justify as we're trying to protect the player there. It's for his own safety. And I get that because you put the head down, you can't see what you're hitting, you can jam your neck, you can break your neck. I, I totally understand that. I totally get that. But uh, yet at the same time, it, it, it's a tough call, but it's the rule. It, it's the rule. He knows the rule. The coaches know the rule. And so you uh, you get suspended for the rest of the – or out for the Taylor, second half. And day. First half of next week as well. Except press one. Kane Bay in the building. What's going on, man? You're on the air. Hey, see Philly, what up? What's up, another, man? Hey, another disappointment. I feel like – I feel like Frank Costanza. I got a lot of issues, and you people are going to hear about it. Man, <laughs> when are we going to get these safeties playing cover two and get us the hell out of man coverage with our two best hitters down deep? Yeah, I mean, Dude, it's, I'm it's, just tired it's of a this. bad. I left and went to a Charleston Southern game. That's how pissed off I, I am. I hear you, man. It's 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 really frustrating to watch to watch uh, DQ Smith and Nick Emanwari do their best in coverage, and it's just bad matchups. It's bad matchups across the board, man. So it's just more of the same. It's it's more of the same, unfortunately. Yep, you're right, Chris. Hey, and get battle online, man. That's hey, a shit show. Let's do it. Let's get battle online, man. I appreciate you. Great stuff. We got to get battle. I feel like it's becoming tradition at this point. We got to hear battles take. He said, he said a couple of weeks ago that if Clayton White was employed that following Monday, he'd burn all his gamecock gear, and he hasn't lived up to that yet. I'm kind of kind of disappointed. So. Uh, anyways, guys, 
going through your questions, your comments. A lot of comments. A lot of comments here on YouTube. Of course, the trolls are out. Everybody is, is dancing on the graves of South Carolina, which is what we'd expect, obviously, at this point in the season. By the way, in case you guys aren't watching, Florida just went up 7-0 on the Georgia Bulldogs. So, look out in Jacksonville. That could be a really interesting ball game. Again, guys, want to hear from you. South Carolina Falls, 30-17. to And, you know, again, guys, I think the reality is that South Carolina just not a good football team. It's a comedy of errors across the board. The injuries continue to pile up, which is maddening in its own right, obviously. I, I, I You know, we asked the question this week, should – Gamecock strength and conditioning coach Luke Day be on the hot seat. And, you know, it's not a thing where I want to call for the head of the strength and conditioning coach. But when you have this number of injuries and you're having the type of season you're having, everything in your program has to be questioned. Everything in your program has to be questioned at this point. Here we go. Call from Ross. Ross, you're on the air. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, Chris? Thanks for taking my call, man. Yeah, another disappointing loss, but uh, is it just fair to say that this is just I guess clearly just a uh, poorly coached, poorly executed, and just an uninspired football team right now. I mean, the team just seems completely deflated, and I don't, I don't know if there is an answer at this point because honestly, in my opinion, I think we're facing three and nine dead in the face. Mm. I'll hang up. Listen to your comments. Thanks. Appreciate it, Ross. Yeah, I mean, he asked, is this a poorly coached team, um, just a poor team? I mean, across the board, I think, again, everything should be reexamined. I, I don't think anybody you can say right now that – I don't think there's one thing you can look at right now and say that it's going well, offensively, defensively, special. I mean, the one thing I will say, two things. Spencer Rattler continues on a week-in, week-out basis to do everything he can to give you a chance. Nick Harbour is coming along, which we love to see, guys. He was the Gamecocks' leading receiver today. Six catches for 59 yards. You love to see Harbor get more and more and more involved because he's going to be your top target next year. But, you know, and then Debo Williams defensively plays 
uh, plays his heart out, you know, is a stick on the defensive side. But, I mean, across the board, it's it's there's not a lot of positive to take away, guys. And on the coaching side, too. I mean, it, it's on the coaching side. that There's not a lot of positives there either. Um, and as I said last week, guys, at the end of the day, you can make every excuse in the book of the roster this, the injuries, the, you know, this isn't coming together, the play calling. It comes back to coaching because you're either coached it or coaches are allowing it. So that's where you are. And again, I think it just continues to shine through. It's it's glaring the the mishaps and the mistakes you made over the offseason assembling your roster in the portal. Uh, the roster turnover, it just it just continues to bite you. So that's where you are. The reality is what the reality is you're two and six. You're just a bad football team. You're just a bad football team, bottom line. That's all it comes down to. That's all it comes down to. So uh, anyways, guys. 8437903377 appreciate you all calling in i mean i know it's it's frustrating right now it's it's tough to deal with it's it's really is it's it's a really difficult situation and uh the reality is what the reality is so uh, i see folks in the discord as well appreciate you guys tuning in on the discord appreciate you guys uh let's see we just have clayton white there is no bad luck yeah the chicken curse strikes again i guess you you could say the chicken curse strikes again. Uh, no, nah, guys, it's it's just a bad football team. It's a bad roster. You, you don't have the talent to compete with the Texas A&M. And I think that's just the reality of it. That's just the reality of it, bottom line. So, let's see. Again, guys, phone lines are open. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. mm People are very, very upset in the comments saying some very, very mean things. <laughs> By the way, 10 to 7, NC State up in the third quarter. Third quarter, 12 minutes left. So if you want something to make yourself feel better, if you want something to make yourself feel better, uh, cut on the CW, which it's 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 funny. The fact that Clemson's even on that network. But uh yeah, 10 7 NC State. Blake. Blake, you're on the air. Hey, brother. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You know, I tried to call last week. Uh, I live in Missouri now, so I was actually at the Missouri game. And by the time we left, I was one, two drunk, and two didn't have a voice, so I couldn't call in. Uh, but just a couple just a couple points, man. It looked a lot like the Missouri game, a little bit different. I don't understand how we can't protect, we can't figure out how to stop off the third down blitz. Mm-hmm. Dude, I watched it in Missouri all damn day. Third down come, they were in our throat every single time. Uh, Texas A&M did a lot of the same. Rattlers on the run. Every third down, every fourth down, if we go for it. I mean, it's like they – I don't know why we can't pick that shit up. Uh, everybody's calling for Clayton White to be fired, and I absolutely agree. It's been too long with the same thing. So why is no one talking about Lonnie Peasley? Bro, this O-line has been abysmal for what – is this three, four years now? I think he's been here for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, people are fun for Beamer to go. I think that's a little bit uh, it's a little bit too early to that. You know, college is different than the NFL. You can't fire a coach on his third year. You got to give them time to recruit, get their fourth-year seniors in. Their rosters are playing, you know, their uh, their program established. Let him get his, his players developed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I, think, I think the concerns on Beamer are for real. Because, you know, a head coach shouldn't have to sit back and call every play. A head coach shouldn't really be able to take all the blame because if a head coach has got good coaching staff, your offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, 
they're calling the damn place. So he's a supervisor. I mean, I don't. He, he's got to go to the, the gonads to fire somebody mm. and get some good coaches that are established in there and not just his whatever. Mm. Uh, but but thanks for taking my call, man. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, this is going to be a pivotal offseason for Shane Beamer in regards to the staff hiring. Um, I think there's obviously there needs to be a change at defensive coordinator. I, I think we'd all agree with that. Um, and the rest of the staff, you kind of evaluate. Does Montario Hardesty need to get the boot? Does Luke Day need to get the boot? Does Lonnie Teasley, even though the way he's recruiting? Um, you know, you just wonder. By the way, guys, somebody just mentioned, and I realize we're actually having, believe it or not, which this is so fitting for the, the day and the game and then the show. For some reason, we went live. YouTube did not pick up on it. So, folks who are tuned in on YouTube, I can actually see your comments. But for some reason, YouTube is uh, not live right now. So, it just kind of goes with the theme of the day, the theme of the season. Not exactly sure what's going on, but uh, that is where we are. So, anyways, we'll continue, though, to take your questions, comments, and calls. Again, apologies for those tuned in on YouTube. I know many of you are on YouTube commenting. And, again, I can see you. but. The video is not live. Uh, we're live on Facebook and Twitter as well. Still got a great crowd in here. Still got folks calling in. I appreciate it. Have no clue what's uh, happened with the software that, uh, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. Either way, either way, again, it kind of goes kind of goes with the theme of this season. Certainly goes with the theme of this game today. Um, just, I don't know, what's the adjective to describe it? Sputtering, frustrating, disappointing. A disgruntled fan base, no doubt. Guys, phone lines are back open. And uh, again, again, like the caller just said, Shane Beamer is going to have a lot of tough decisions to make because no matter, you know, you, you talk about the loyalty thing and above, above all else, love and love your brother, you got to make some changes when you have awesome. a season like this. It's Thomas from Irmo. Thomas from Irmo, you're on the air. Uh well, I would say good afternoon, uh, Chris, uh, <laughs> but I don't know how any of us Gamecock fans can say a good afternoon after we watch that, but uh, I want to get to a point that I don't think a lot of people have gotten to where we kind of stand as a football program right now, and maybe you can agree with this too. Yeah. Being a longtime fan like I've been, you know, growing up back when I was a younger kid, what I'll be 34 here in December, but those younger years, we we had the Brad Scott era and everything. You know, you kind of would show up to go to the game and have a good time, and you're hoping for a great outcome. Just knowing mm. you don't have the competitive level to be able to compete who you're playing with. Mm. That's kind of where we're at, at right now. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's in that same state, but – this is the bigger, the bigger problem. And this basically tracks back since the end of the Spurrier era when Ray Tanner had to make the first hire mm. eight years ago. And here's the funny story about that hire. We ended up with Muschamp. But look who was on that on that resume list he could have pick from mm -hmm. he could have took smart but georgia fired rick and they got smart over us mm -hmm. does anybody remember who number two on that list was rich rodriguez <laughs> guess who's coming to columbia to play 
coming to play at Carolina next week. Mm-hmm. Rich Rodriguez and Jacksonville State. Mm-hmm. He's going to have something out for us to prove a point next week. So we ended up with Muschamp. We put us in this bind. And look at us now. Mm-hmm. I, I think Beamer is an outstanding guy. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a great recruiter. He's a great special teams coach. Mm-hmm. To me, being honest, and probably all the other fans out here listen every week, is he that guy for the long term? Has he reached his peak? That's the biggest the biggest question we have going for. Mm-hmm. I appreciate what you do. You're a good voice out there, Chris. Keep it up and go game cops always. Appreciate you, man. Great stuff. And and to his point, that'll be the question with Shane Beamer moving forward. Uh, because again, Co- Coach Beamer's not going to get seven, eight, nine years to figure this out. Uh, and to his point, as was last year the peak, you know, was last year the peak for Beamer's tenure. I don't want to believe that it was, and I think South Carolina is, is, you know, the best course of action going forward is to stick it out and let Shane Beamer build. And I think you, you know, you go into next season, the question is, how do you respond to adversity? Again, there's four games left. There's four games left. And you got back-to-back games upcoming that feel like they should be winnable, Jacksonville State and Vanderbilt. Um, and then you got Kentucky and Clemson. Again, they're all at, at Willie B. But, I mean – you know, so so what what's the bounce back like coming at home? Even I mean, what 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 do you do in the next four? I mean, you got to start out beating JSU and Vanderbilt. If you lose one of those two, then it's really just off the rails. Can you win the last four somehow, some way, and and build some momentum going in the off season? A bowl game, obviously, but then the off season, and then the question next year will be: Can you build off of that, and or can you? How do you respond to adversity? Can you go out and attack the portal? Are you able to do that successfully, right? Are you able to develop some guys and get them ready to play? You're going to have a new quarterback in Lenora Sellers. You're probably still going to have somewhat of a makeshift offensive line. Trovon Bow and Tree Babalade will be great players. That they'll they'll be ready to go. But you're probably going to be plugging in a Cam Pringle, a Josiah Thompson, some young guys again. So that'll be a question mark yet again. Uh, and then defensively, you you might have a new defensive coordinator. So that's where your questions arise there. So And then you look at the schedule, and it's absolutely brutal, which is nothing new for South Carolina football. So uh, the question marks, guys, are all over the place. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I think it's one of those things. I said this about Mark Kingston with Gamecocks baseball. And I say this about Shane Beamer with Carolina football as well. You know, it's it's it kind of feels like, believe it or not, I, I don't think there's a lot of gray area here. I, I think I, I know how Gamecock fans want it to look. And uh, what they want their program to be like, what we all want this program to look like, and how we want it to to represent USC, and and I think it'll be a very clear answer by the end of next year, and then obviously end of year five, and you'll really know what you have at that point. Call from Josh. Josh, what's going on? You're on the air. Um, I'm holding in there best I can, but uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, I just want to say that I I see us probably beating. Jacksonville State next week by a touchdown or two. <laughs> Maybe Vanderbilt by 10 points, but I don't see us really beating Kentucky or Clemson. Mm-hmm. If we beat either one of those, it's going to be a – you could say that's another miracle that they pulled off. But, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, hopefully they'll be able to fight now that they got actually something to play for. You know, bowl eligibility, you know, one more loss and we're out of that. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of completely lost with it. So. Yeah. I, that's all pretty much all I'm saying. And then I, I think Coach Beamer, though, next year in the fifth year, if they allow him to stay, plus it has a meltdown at some point next year as well. Uh, I think year four and five are the uh, 
you know, telltale sign, you know. But then again, next year, if you come to this point in the season, we're in the kind of the same shape. It's hard to defend him, you know, because you've had four years at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? But uh, thanks for taking my call and enjoy your time down in uh, Hilton Head area. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, up, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I appreciate the call, Spurs. Up. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And, and to his point, uh, again, Looking way too far ahead, it's it's really easy to say. And I'm I'm someone that said I think South Carolina should lock in for the long haul with Beamer, give him till at least end of 2020, 2025 and see what you have. But it's it's a lot easier to say that sitting here today. But then if you're at this point next year, you're two and five, two and six, even if you're hovering at five hundred and you haven't looked good, you're seeing the same mistakes the chatter is only going to get louder. And that's the unfortunate part, but it's just the reality of the business, guys. Coaches are making too much money. There's too much money in the SEC. There's too much demand for winning. There's too many other coaches that are turning programs around quickly. And, uh, you know, that, that that's just the reality of it. That's just the reality of it. So, again, guys, those of you who are tuning in on YouTube or trying to, I do apologize for some reason, our streaming platform, it did not go live to YouTube for some reason. So we're live on Facebook and X, but not on YouTube awesome. for some reason. So, kind of goes the theme of today, though. Just the complete and utter dysfunction. What's going on, man? You're on the air. Oh well, going once. Going. I don't even know what he said to be honest with you. By the way, NC State up on Clemson, seventeen to seven. South Carolina and Clemson going to meet in a month at Williams-Brice Stadium, a battle for the Birmingham Bowl, the Gasparilla Bowl, whatever bowl it might be. Uh, Ten minutes to play in the third quarter. Third quarter, yeah. Ten minutes to play in the third quarter. So that one getting really, really interesting. The Textile Bowl in Raleigh. The Textile Bowl in Raleigh. Getting very, very interesting. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Again, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Let's jump to it. Call from Bruce Bruce from Darlington. Bruce from Darlington. What's up, man? Hey, Chris. This is Bruce Bruce from the channel. I watch your show every day. Um, just calling in. Uh, what can, like you said earlier in one of your posts, like, what can you say? Um. We're just getting beat, and this it's just like a, a car wreck or a, ba- or a train wreck. You have to walk, and you can't turn away, but you know what the outcome's going to be. And, um, we start off the game with, with a great drive, and I finally felt like we had found the quick passing game, and God forbid we ran the Wildcat and actually worked. I've been calling that for that since the first game, and we finally ran it again. And for two plays, I never saw it again. Um, like we talked about last week with the, op- the option, we, we find plays that work, and then all of a sudden they just disappear from the playbook, and we're stuck with Rattler staying in the pocket for six or seven seconds trying to find an open receiver, and then either intentionally grounding or either getting the sack or throwing it away, and then it's just so frustrating. I feel like the defense, like you said the other day, maybe we have a different voice, Doing the defense, um, a lot more pressures, a lot more. Um, I felt like for the most part, tackling was a little bit better. The secondary on that one long play looked like they were out on a Sunday jog at the park and just know, didn't know where the guy was at and didn't care about tackling, and that was frustrating. But I was just um, like your input. Um, what do you what do you feel like the reason why we can't um, do 
to do the plays that work more than just once or twice a game. Like, why do we go away from stuff that works and try to throw it 40, 50 yards down the field when we know that our receivers, A, they can't get open. B, if they do get open, they're going to drop it or either – or it might get picked off or rather don't have enough time to get it to them. And, or C, like other parts of the game, um, toward the – I think the second to last drive, we come out running the ball twice and we're down by 13 points. So, just maddening. Um, I appreciate everything you do. And go Gamecocks, and I'll let you hear what you have to say. Bruce, I appreciate the call, man. Thanks so much. To Bruce's point, the Wildcat, I, I think that's that's a red zone specific package. I, I don't think that the I think the reason you didn't see that more is because they're they're just not going to they're not going to call that between the twenties. Um, I, I thought the play design on that was great. That's how DeCarrion Joiner should be used in this offense. You'd like to to see that more, obviously, and maybe between the twenties you do get more of it, but I just don't think they're gonna call that. Um and then to Bruce's point, man, I, I will say this. I'm I'm still I guess the jury's still out on Dabble Loggins, the OC. We don't really know to this point, is he the answer? I think he's done a really good job with with Spencer Rattler and getting the best out of him. But you you do all you can to judge the play calling, but it's like when you can't protect and you can't open a hole, how much of it do you put on play calling? How much of it do you put on lack of quality personnel up front? How much of it do you put on you know, injuries, not having the bodies. How much of it do you put on Rattler? How much do you put on, you know, where do you place all the blame? I, I just, the Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. GameTime is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And also, tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app 
or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P or S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. It's it's players not play calling that I'm most concerned about. Truly. It's players not play calling. So, um, you want to bring the heat to dabble logins? I mean, listen, I, I, I think all is fair right now, but I, I kind of say what I said after the UNC game as well. It's like, what can you really do when you can only rush for, what was it, 33 yards? 1.2 yards per carry. Uh, I mean, what can you do? And Spencer Rattler is just running for his life. I mean, you can't do anything in the running game. You're setting up third and longs. You're setting up third, and you can't manage it. And, uh, you know, it's it just it leads to what we're seeing. So, guys, we'll continue to take calls as much as they come in, 843-790-3377. I know this is a dejected fan base right now. I know this is a fan base that is, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if this one's got quite the venom that some of the other call-in shows have had, simply put, because you get to a point where you're two and six and you're you're beat down and dejected and, you know, Call from. we get what we have. So Will from Dirty Myrtle. Will, what's going on? You're on the air. Another sad fucking day in Gamecock land, Chris. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man. I'm getting too fucking, used to it. Hard, man. I'm getting too used to it, Will, I know, to be honest. I know. It's just – this is my take on it. I, I, it's, it's one of those weird things where you see things that they, if you like. I mean, there are things that you like. Mario Anderson has, you know, came along to be a pretty good running back for us this year. And I like seeing what Nick Harbour did today, you know, getting some balls, throwing his way, making some catches. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, the product's just not good. Defense started out well, you know, and, and then kind of, you know, couldn't hold up. Going forward. If we lose another game, and it's and it, and then at that point a bowl game is not in the card, mm-hmm. do you shelf? His draft stock is up. He's kind of done what he was supposed to do when he came back. Do you start playing Lenore Sellers now because that is what's going to be playing next year most mm-hmm. likely for you? Why not build a little bit for next year instead of just throwing him into the fire? You know what I'm saying? Is that crazy to think? Or, well. I mean, it's. I mean, it's, I know they probably won't bench him. Yeah, right? I, I mean, it's, and it's. It's not Spencer's fault. I'm not. I'm not saying it's Spencer's fault. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that at all. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, I'm. I'm not going to say it's crazy to think. I. I just don't think it's going to happen, right? They're. They're not going to bench Spencer Rattler to get Lenora Sellers in there to, to build for the future. Because if you do that and you close out this season, you know, three and nine or or four and eight or whatever you do, um, you know, I, I just. What did you really gain? I, I get what that you're saying. Like a possibility anyway. Right. I, 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 you know, you're right. You're right. I, I, I get what you're saying for sure. I get what you're saying, but I just, I just don't see it happening. I, I just, Spencer Rattler, I think, is a yeah. competitor. I think he wants to play. I, I don't think you're going to see a situation in which he, he opts for that or, and especially if you start doing that. I, I don't know, man. I think that's a slippery slope. So, um, I don't think it'll yeah. happen. But to your point, I, I, listen, I completely hear what you're saying. Uh, it'll be a shame if South Carolina does not make a bowl game simply for the fact of that could have been 15 practices in a game that Lenoris Sellers was sort of groomed to be the guy, obviously, and you gave him the opportunity and kind of saw what you had, right, and just just gave him the chance to show what he can do. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame for sure. 
it's just yeah it's just sad man we, we we love this shit so much man and we put so much into it i know you do even though that's you know your job i know you still are, are a passionate fan at heart and and we got a lot of those out there man and it's just i like i said last time i called it we deserve better we mm. just bottom line we do mm. and and uh i'll hang up on that brother i'll call you later well, I appreciate the call, man. Great stuff as always. And to his point, his final point, Gamecock Nation certainly deserves better than uh, than what they've gotten for over 100 years and certainly what they're seeing right now, what we're all seeing. So, guys, phone lines are open once again, 843-790-3377. Thanks so much for all those that call in, engage, what have you. The chat obviously popping off. Again, I apologize for some technical issues today. Normally, normally, this show is live on YouTube. For whatever reason today, it did not go live on YouTube. Jamie from Saxony. Jamie, you're on the air. Hey, Chris Philly. Jamie from Saxony, Cane Bay edition. First time caller, long time listener. Listen, brother, our defense, we keep creating these superstars every day, man. We, it's, a, it's a career best, career best. It doesn't matter. And, you know, today... No, uh, no Noah Thomas, no Evan Stewart, but we make uh, this kid Anaya Smith. He's the next big one. So what's it going to be next week, man? Mm-hmm. We got Jacksonville State. We got Jason Brown. <clears throat> we got ex-wide uh, receiver uh, Rico uh, Dow- Rico uh, Powers. Who's the next guy we're going to make a superstar next weekend, brother? <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. By the way, where is Saxony, South Carolina? Anybody ever heard of that? Saxony? Anyways, Kane Bay represent. Uh, he says, who's going to be the next superstar? Who's the next guy that uh, South Carolina's defense turns into the next superstar next week when the Gamecocks take on Jacksonville State? I don't know. Let me let me scout JSU, and we'll probably be able to come up with somebody. But, uh, no, nah, I mean, to his point, it's just it's just one guy after another after another. Um, and if you hear the reaction, guys, in the lounge, NC State with the touchdown. What was that on offensive play? NC State just went up 23 to 7. 24 to 7 with extra point impending. What's going on? You're on the air. Well, that was terrible. That was terrible. That was awful. Any chance we win another game this year? I mean, I think South Carolina could win the next two. And then once you win the next two and you build some momentum, Kentucky, Clemson, who knows? Kentucky, Clemson, who knows? Um, you build some momentum. If you get those games somehow, some way at night, I'm not putting anything past South Carolina and what they can do. But, uh, I mean, you got to start out just put, I I think for South Carolina right now, you're looking at the month of November and I don't want to be coach speak here, but it's just putting one good performance together. Just put one good performance together. Then you can worry about putting another one together against Vandy. And then you go into those last two games, but South Carolina needs to just go out and play well against Jacksonville State. I, I, that's where it starts. That's where it starts. It's just been so sickening not seeing the team be able to put on a complete performance. Like, there's so many games we played this year where the um, game feels like it's just in reach and we find some way to lose it in the back end. Yeah. I mean, a and to a that, lot of sloppy football. Yeah. To, to your point, like A&M was not a great team. They're not a great team. They, they've got a lot of four- and five-star players, but they're not, you know, an overwhelmingly great football team. Like, I, I think Missouri is a better football team top to bottom in the sense of just a solid team. They're not, 
They may not have the star power, but they're better than A&M, right? And A&M gave you every shot to stay in that game, to take advantage, to make that a, a close ball game, even win the ball game, and you, you just couldn't do it. You just couldn't do it. You just find ways to to shoot yourself in the foot with, with bad snaps and penalties and drop passes and just – Whatever you can think of, you know what it's I mean? It's ugly Whatever. all around. Right. right, it's ugly. And even Kai Kroger cannot hit a punt for some reason, which is just completely mind-blowing to me. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, the whole characteristics of the football team have just, like, been amiss from everything that we saw last year leading into this year. Um, the guys that we thought were sure things as far as the way that they play has just been – completely gone this year and it's, yeah. it's just kind of mind-blowing to, to see you know guys like Kai Kroger who doesn't seem to be gonna kick farther than 40 45 yards now and um I, I don't know overall um I'd love to sit here and, and be the sunshine pusher and say you know we're gonna go 66 we'll find some way to win the next four in a row but I, I don't know it's um it's a miss I don't know Maybe we all just need to give up on Shane Beamer and he'll he'll figure something out. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not there yet to give up on Beamer, but it's 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 just a frustrating season, man. It's it's when we per- give up on him is when he does right, his best, right. though. Maybe I, that's what we need to do. Yeah, I, I'm just saying from the standpoint of I, I think when you look at this season, what what I'm hoping, <clears throat> what I'm hoping in regards to this season, we look back and say, you know what, this was the first two years, ball sort of bounced your way. You had some good fortune, Beamer ball, what have you. Like today, the play that sort of encapsulated and summarized the struggles you've had this year was the punt in which you had an opportunity to block it. Well, that was one, two, the muff snap for sure. But the punt where you had an opportunity to block it and somehow you don't, but it's plays like that that have been going Mm -hmm. South Carolina's way the first two years of Shane Beamer. And it's like this year – all of that goodwill and good fortune and, you know, all that, you know, the football gods have, like, reversed that on you. You're now paying your debts of good fortune right, it's that like you it's have. there, but just not quite there. Right, right. So it's it's just everything that can go wrong, it seems like it does go wrong, and that's, you know, unfortunately where you are at this point. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Well, I appreciate you having me on, Chris. Um, I would love to be added back to the Discord and fuck Brian Lattimore. Have a good night. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> I will deal with the nonsense in the Discord later. Brian Lattimore's a great guy, by the way. Brian Lattimore's a great guy. Uh, anyways, 843-790-3377. The emotions run high on a college football Saturday. That is for sure. Again, guys, those of you who were on YouTube waiting for us to go live, I do apologize. I don't know what happened. For some reason, the technology did not send the live stream to YouTube. So here we are on Facebook and X. And again, it's it's just really, truly a microcosm of everything that happened today, this season, uh, sputtering, dysfunction, what have you. Either way, though, phone lines have been rocking all day. We'll jump back to Call it. from Dalton. Dalton, you're on the air. How's it going, man? I'm doing uh, well. That was a tough one. Um, I kind of knew it was over after we gave up, you know, a touchdown in three seconds. You know, after punting the ball back at the end of the first half. Yeah. Um, you know, we put up we put up a little bit of an effort though, uh, coming back out of the half, but it but it's just like I I just don't understand how we have half our roster on on the injured list at this point. 
you could tell that Xavier Leggett was out there playing. You know, he wasn't 100% though. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, j- I just don't know how you're going to get fans to show up to these last, you know, four home games and, and be excited mm-hmm. about the actual game on the field, especially the last two, because it's like, you know, how could you feel you have any sort of chance unless, you know, uh, you get a bunch of guys back from injury. The only thing I can say is um, at least Clemson looks like they suck just as much <laughs> as we do. So, you know, it might just be it might just be a battle of, of uh, trash, you know, like we'll, we'll play the game at 9 a.m. on the CW or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they look terrible. Twenty-four to seven, NC State right now. So I guess there, there's, you know, you can take some uh, enjoyment in the Tigers' misfortunes. But uh, you know, to your point, Dalton, uh, the ones that show up the rest of the season, God bless them. Those are true diehard Gamecock fans, especially those who show up next week for a noon kick against Jacksonville State. And I hope it's packed out. I, I hope it's eighty thousand plus screaming, yelling in garnet and black. The team obviously needs them. But to your point, man, it's it's. You know, it, it's we're in a day and age where if there's not a product on the field, South Carolina's two and six. I unfortunately think the crowds will reflect that. So I hope not. I hope not. But uh, you can't blame. Listen, you can't blame Gamecock Nation for being dejected right now. You you, you just can't. You can't. You can't. So it, it's really tough season. Yeah, really tough season. I, and I mean, you know, there's been a lot of heat on uh, the strength and conditioning coordinator. I don't know anything about strength and conditioning at all for football. You would think that these injuries aren't just, you know, by chance, un, you know, unlucky or whatever. But you heard Shane Beamer say that, you know, uh, this is the worst he's ever seen it for one position group on the offensive line, which was obviously a position that we lack depth in starting out, even with everybody healthy. So, you know, maybe maybe it is just really unlucky and, and next year we bounce back or whatnot, but – you know, I can't blame anybody for putting heat or criticism on the coaching staff, but, you know, I tend to agree that we have to ride with Beamer and hope he makes the right decisions this offseason. Hmm. That's what will determine his fate, Dalton. That's absolutely what will determine his fate. Hey, Dalton, I appreciate you calling in, man. Great stuff as always. We're going to keep it moving with the calls. Uh, we'll take a few more here on this Saturday afternoon. It is a therapy session, and my goodness, it'll be a therapy Monday on Monday for sure. Um because on one hand, there's, I guess you could say, there's lots to break down. On the other, I think you could summarize the show in five seconds and just say this team's not very good. That's just it. This team's just not very good. So, doesn't have the players, questionable coaches at some spots. So, let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from Moose. Moose, you're on the air. Steal more signs, Shane Beamer. <laughs> he said, steal more signs, Shane Beamer. Indeed. Uh, South Carolina should have stole more signs today. That's for sure. Uh, Brad said, Brad, our good buddy Brad Crawford tweeted this out. 209 total yards of offense for South Carolina today. 286 last week against Mizzou. 333 at Tennessee. That unit's not getting it done away from home this season. For whatever reason, they are not able to produce anything, generate anything on the road. Uh, again, guys, 843-790-3377. Phone lines are once again open. It's another frustrating Saturday in Gamecock Nation. 
And uh, Greg Baxley asked the question, what's the fallout if Carolina loses next week to Jacksonville State? I don't know, man. It's It'll be ugly. It'll be ugly. It'll be really ugly. I mean, it, truly. Call from? Zach. Zach, you're on the air. What's up, Chris? What's going on, man? How are um, you? Doing good. Big Clemson fan here. Uh, hate it for y'all season. Um, I'm watching us get throttled by the Wolfpack <laughs> right now. What's, what's your take um, on the game in November? I got tickets uh, inside Willie B with my wife. Just want to no. get your take on what we should expect yeah, from no. uh, obviously, a, you know, Go ahead. The, the, no, I was going to say the battle of mid, truly. I, it's funny, man. I don't know how much trash talking there will be Carolina Clemson week because I think both fan bases will be so dejected and so down and out that it's like – and both both fan bases will feel so so terribly about their programs and their teams that it's like I don't want to talk too much smack this week because I know we're not very good. Can we just be less bad than the opponent? You know what I mean? So – I, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be yeah. a fascinating yeah, Palmetto Bowl. I'm sure. feeling I'm feeling like I'm feeling like this year's this game this year with y'all is going to be whether Clemson makes a bowl game or not, which is astounding. But we'll have to see, man. Thank you for your time, Chris. Yeah, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. And and to his point, man, he mentions Clemson and a bowl game. I mean, when's the last time? When's the last time we were going in the month of November, questioning whether Clemson is going to be bowl eligible? So, you think Shane Beamer's feeling some heat? Dabo Sweeney, his seat is scorching at this point. Scorching. So, anyways, guys, phone lines open once again. Thank you all so much again. We are at Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Be sure to stop by when you're in town or on my Low Country Gamecocks. Be sure to swing over here. Also, you can order online, guys, at Carolina underscore cigars. Uh, shoot them a DM on Instagram or give them a call. They'll be sure to take care of you. And again, like I said, guys, win or lose, those, those packs will smoke. Here we go. Call from. To accept. Have the nuts to stay, say it and stay on the line this time. And he just hung up. Okay, there you go. Tennessee guy can't take the heat, can't stay on the line for longer than two seconds. So. You want to call in and say South Carolina stealing signals and all, that's fine. Just do it and don't be scared to have the conversation. That's all I'm asking. So that's why I like to let those people call in and give them the platform because normally they stutter their way through it and they make fools of themselves. I don't have to do anything. Um, let's see. Anyways, going through these comments, it's it's a mess. It's a flat-out mess. Um it is a flat-out mess for sure. I agree. Uh, phone lines are, again, open, guys. I want to hear from you. Like I said, we'll take a few more. We'll take a few more. We're not going to sit here and beat a dead horse, obviously, on this uh, this Saturday afternoon. But, uh, yeah. Jacksonville State, Vandy, Kentucky, and Clemson live for South Carolina. And that will determine the Gamecocks' bull fate. Carolina must go undefeated in the month of November to reach six wins and become bowl eligible we'll pose the question tomorrow what is your predicted record in the month of november i'll be curious to hear the responses call from blake blake you're on the air hey man i called earlier i just i had something i forgot to mm -hmm. say and i just felt like i needed to say it um 
Hey, so I, I think we need to settle in, and I, you know, I think I've heard you mention this a couple times, and realize like the expectations for South Carolina football should not be like 2012, 13, 14, whatever South Carolina football, right? Like last year, eight wins. I don't. You can say we won eight games last year, and, and I still don't feel like we won eight games last year. You know, mm. I feel like a couple of them were crazy. Now you got Tennessee fans hollering, "We're still in times to beat mm. them in Clemson and whatever." Uh, I mean, at this point, damn, I'm starting to question it too. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think we all. Just, <laughs> I, I got I got a buddy that's a big Tennessee fan. Right. He's in my inbox every damn day. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think we all just need to settle in. I, I'm not saying we need to expect a three win four win season at all but uh it, it, i was like you predicting seven eight wins this year again and uh i think we need to truly start to accept these six six to seven win seasons until someone comes along and proves that we can be better maybe you know maybe shane beamer gets five six years to build a culture and recruit and, and mm-hmm. develop players and the right coaching staff and we see that but as of now i if we have expectations going into the next season, everybody's predicting South Carolina with eight wins. Mm-hmm. I think we're setting ourselves up, yeah, up for heartbreak again. Blake, very well said, man. I'm gonna take your comments and take them off air, but I appreciate you calling back in and to echo Blake's point. And you may not like it or not, guys. The best way to operate, in my opinion, as a Gamecock fan, keep your expectations low and be pleasantly surprised because this is a program realistically that has won nine or more games seven times in over 100 years. They won eight games last year, and I preached how great of a season that was because that's happened a grand total of 15 times. 15 times in over 100 years of football, and most of those seasons have happened since like 2000. So it doesn't happen very often. This is a 5-7 and seven or 6-6 six and six program until we see differently, and I'm talking about consistency. I'm not talking about a one-off eight-win season where you play out of your ass for two weeks to get to eight wins. So... That's where I'll be going into next year. I, I hate to spoil it for you, but until Gamecocks football proves to me that they've taken the next step, Shane Beamer, just the program as a whole, it's a five and seven or six and six program. Keep your expectations there. Be pleasantly surprised when you get to eight or nine wins. Life is going to be much more calm and peaceful for you if you operate that way. That's just my opinion. That's my take. And I don't think my standards and expectations and placing them there keep South Carolina in the gutter, like some folks say. I don't cut, call a play. I don't coach anything. I don't recruit a guy. I don't go in the portal. It's not my job to to do those things. So that's just the reality, man. It's, it's Gamecock Nation just sets themselves up for heartbreak every year because of these expectations. And I think 11 through 13 did that. And again, I, I wish – I can't wait to see South Carolina football back at a point where hopefully we are talking about a 10-win season – 11 with a bowl game, realistically competing for the SEC East. I'd love to be having that conversation, but until South Carolina gets back to it, until they realistically have the roster to do it, I just don't think you should even remotely be having that conversation. Next year, can Lenora Sellers get South Carolina to 6-6? and That's the question. Until I see otherwise, that is the question. That's it. That's it, because 6-6 and is Gamecock football. Gamecock football is 6-6, and and if you don't like that, Shane Beamer or somebody else at the head coaching spot's got to change that conversation because that's what it's been forever and ever and ever. I'm in. People don't have not been showing up for 40 or 50 years with season tickets because they think they're coming to see a winner. They're just loyal Gamecock fans to a fault, or they just don't know any better, or both. I have no idea. Either way, uh, like I said, we'll take a few more calls. Appreciate you all. The frustration set in, man. It's just 
it is what it is. I mean, we're sitting here all butt hurt and upset, and I picked a 24-point loss. I should be giddy. I should be giddy carrying on a loss by 13. So, um, you know, I, I mean, it's – I will say the one thing that surprised me this year, though, I thought by now the offensive line would be kind of short up, and I think injuries has obviously decimated you there. I did not think this team was going to go five and seven. I didn't. I, I thought six and six. I thought five and seven was the floor with injuries, but I was going to be really, really surprised if Carolina missed out on a bowl game. But it seems like that's where they're headed. Let's jump to the phone lines. Call from Bryce Coon. My man Bryce, you're on the air. What's going on? What's up, Chris? You doing well, man? I'm doing fantastic, man. I appreciate you asking. What's up? Well, listen, just had a question for you because I'm sitting here watching this game. LSU's obviously off this week. and So, you know, just taking in the rest of the SEC. And, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts on that South Carolina offense because, look, uh, you you mentioned it earlier in the show when I was watching, uh, you know, look, you can't deny the talent that A&M has up front. They've got really good talent on paper. But what is it to you? I mean, we we keep talking about it. We talk about it on our show, you know, the lack of offensive line depth or or just talent overall. I mean – is it is it that to you? I mean, what what is the issue here? Is it play calling? Is it a mixture of personnel, or is it is it both? I genuinely, Bryce, don't think they have the ball players. I, I really don't. I, I think starting up front, mm-hmm. it's a line of scrimmage league. When you can't run the football for more than thirty three yards, one point two yards per carry, you're just you're not going to beat anybody. And so, I, I think I'm not ready to say that it's Dabble Loggins. I, I think he is severely handcuffed by that offensive line. I will say that there are sometimes there are things that are maddening in the sense of it's just like going back to the well over and over and over again, expecting different results. Why are you always running the ball at the middle on first down? You're going to the screen game. I mean, we're sitting here in the cigar lounge, man. We are calling the plays out right before this is going to be a run. This is going to be a screen. It just seems like it's time and time again, the same thing over and over. So I'm not saying the play calling is great. I'm not excusing dabble logins. I just don't think you have the horses up front. And what this is, Bryce, in my opinion, I think you can put a lot of this season, and I'm not calling for Shane Beamer's head, but when you you people want to put some blame on somebody, they want some responsibility to be held, it falls at the feet of Shane Beamer because he was the one yeah. that over the course of the offseason, South Carolina lost three offensive linemen. They lost an all-SEC offensive lineman, second-teamer in Jovan Gwynn. They lost their center in Eric Douglas. They lost a multi-year starter in Dylan Wanham, and they lost other experience. They had 50 less starts returning this season than last season, and they went out in the portal, and they got a guy from Yale, Charlotte, Mercer, and Western Illinois. That was the best they could do. There's your answer. That's that's why you can't operate on offense. That's why the offensive line stinks, man. That's it. Even if those guys were healthy, I don't know how much the offensive line would be better. I really don't. I really don't. Because those guys, when the offensive line was at its peak this year, was UNC. Peak health-wise was UNC. Nine sacks. So, I mean, I think that's where it starts. I think Spencer Rattler's doing all he can. I think at wide receiver, you're also lacking. You're seeing Nick Harbour come along. But, you you know, losing Juice Wells for the year didn't help. You know, I hate to use the injury excuse. But, I mean, it'd be like LSU losing elite neighbors. They'd be a different offense. They just would. So, yeah, it's just been one thing after another, man. And then, hey, I didn't mention, too, you know, Mario Anderson's panned out. Don't get me wrong, but you went out to the portal. Best you could do was a D2 guy to replace your running back position. And you had to, car- to carry on Joiner starting back there, and it took you, for whatever reason, multiple weeks to realize, hey, he's not a running back. And you have this other guy that at least 
has played running back and looks the part. So it's a multitude of issues, but everything I just mentioned to you, Bryce, you package it up, you put it at the feet of Shane Beamer because it's his job at the end of the day to assemble a roster that can run whatever scheme and system it is that Dowell Loggins wants to run. And, I mean, I, I just think right now he's handcuffed. I think he's totally handcuffed because of a lack of quality personnel. Yeah, and I'll add this too, and then I'll then I'll hop out. But I wanted to know, you know, just your gauge on the ability of Beamer to be able to take the criticism. Uh, I know that's something that you know nationally a lot of people have, you know, seen what's transpired over the past couple of weeks. But just for you, I mean, the ability to take that criticism, take that responsibility, and what does he do with it? I mean, that's the maturation of a young head coach. Uh, you know, you're either going to you know fail or you're going to excel with that. And we've seen both guys, or we've seen a lot of guys kind of go either way with that. So wanted to get your take on it. Once again, Chris, appreciate you, man. Appreciate it, Bryce. Thank you so much for the call. And, I, you know, to Bryce's point, how the Shane Beamer handle the criticism? I hope he handles the criticism by getting a chip on his shoulder and going out in the portal and getting some damn good football players. That's that's how you answer the critics. You don't answer them in a post-game press conference. You don't answer them on Tuesday. You don't answer them in the Sunday teleconference. You go out and get really good football players and you win games. That's how you answer them. That's it. Nothing else. I don't want to hear anything. I don't care about some rah-rah speech. I don't want to hear find some joy. I don't care about any of it. Go out and get some good players and go win some games. That's it. That's your response to the critics. That's it. Guys, open up the phone lines back up. Like I said, we'll take a few more calls. I appreciate you guys always being engaging and, and, and interacting and conversating. And, again, it's a great place to do it, no matter the result. Appreciate the guys at Carolina Cigars having us. Like I said, the Stogie smoked either way. Enjoyed it. We enjoyed the time here. And, uh, Always enjoy being down at Hilton Head, for sure. So, uh, let's see. Getting back into your comments, just sort of consuming everything, taking everything in. I'm actually looking for if there are any post-game comments from Shane Beamer. Uh, Beamer after the game. Trey Jones has a high ankle sprain. Don't know the severity. Trey Knox has a hamstring. Xavier Leggett got his ankle rolled up on, and that's why he wasn't out there for the final series. So, it's just more good news. More good news. Um, Beamer says that O'Donnell Fortune was suspended for the first half due to athletic department policy. Beamer said, quote, nothing illegal. There you go. So, <laughs> that leaves a lot on the table. That leaves a lot on the table. Um, let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Just going through some of these comments here. Beamer says, Brian Thomas dislocated a finger, return to the game. I guess they popped it back in. Kilgore at punt returner came about in practice. Amarion Brown wasn't playing today. The other candidates per Beamer. Luke Doty looked very natural catching punts. That is just wild to me. That's the next best you have in line, Luke Doty. So, folks, you're, you got a backup quarterback that's playing receiver, and he's the next in line to be your punt returner. So, I don't feel like questions about the roster should be asked anymore. If that's the reality, then you got some issues for sure. You got some issues. You got some issues. So, (laughs) I don't know, man. Okay, so I don't have the official numbers, but Spencer Rattler in the first half alone was sacked four times and called for intentional grounding three times. I don't know what the final numbers are. I don't have them in front of me. Can't imagine they're very good. Uh, let's see. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, so AM had four sacks through three quarters. So eight tackles for loss through three quarters. I don't know why I don't know why these stats did not update after the game. 
Anyways, guys, we'll give it about five more minutes. We'll give it about five more minutes for any calls that might linger in. And we'll begin to close out the show, guys. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, this NC State-Clemson game getting really interesting. Oregon laying the – taking Utah to the woodshed and Georgia-Florida taking place right now as well. But, you know, guys, the, the only thing that's going to fix this is, is recruiting in the portal. Most importantly, the portal. Because if you're Shane Beamer, you don't have time to play a team that's stock full of freshmen. And we – I got a bad feeling over the summer. I mean, I picked seven and five. Not, nothing crazy, but – when I heard Shane Beamer at SEC Media Days talk about how young the team was, we're going to play freshmen at every position, and that concerned me. That that concerned me because the SEC, especially with the schedule you had, it's not a league to get a bunch of guys, you know, play a bunch of freshmen all over the place, especially at O line, and 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 you know, get them experience. And it's just not the league to do that. It's just not the league to do that, man. And that's unfortunately the reality for South Carolina right now. They're asking a lot of guys to do things I don't know that they're ready to do. Um, Shane Beamer said in the postgame his teams have gotten better latter part of the season and expects the same here with four November home games. So, Beamer, his team played, and this is paraphrasing, but Beamer after the game said that his team played their guts out, stayed in the fight, got it to the fourth quarter with a shot to win. I guess that's all we can ask for. <laughs> I guess that's all we can ask for, folks. I guess that's all we can ask for. So, with that being said, we've been rocking for over an hour now. We'll take one last look at the comments here. Yeah, specifically, Brian makes a good point. We've got to go after Power 5 portal guys. Power 5 portal guys. Walter Van says you can summarize it like this from Beamer. Quote, we had a great week of practice. The guys played hard. We have to coach better, and that starts with me, et cetera, et cetera. That's about, that's about right. That's about right. That's about right. That is about right. Yeah, Clemson loses today. be the first time since 2011 they've lost two in a row during the regular season. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, okay, Beamer Beamer after the game, quote, just told him in the locker room, there's not another team in America I'd rather be the coach of. Play their butts off. We talked about staying in the fight. Our guys stayed in the fight. We got to the fourth quarter, couldn't quite get over the hump. That's disappointing, starting with me. Uh, let's see. Da-da-da. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, okay. Not a lot to take away. Not a lot to take away there. Not a lot to take away. Guys, again, appreciate you all tuning in. Those of you who tried to tune in on YouTube, I do apologize. Uh, for some reason, we went live and nothing hit YouTube. I don't know why. Uh, it kind of, again, goes with the theme of this day, uh, of how this game went and this season went as well. That's the first time this that's happened this season, which is just really, really strange. Um, it's just really strange that that took place. So, Anyways, we will get back after it next week. Post-game call on show after every single South Carolina football game this year. Of course, Gamecocks are back at it with a noon kick next week. Jacksonville State and uh, TDC will be rocking and rolling all week long, noon to two, Monday through Friday. Uh, we do our daily mailbags, and we'll take your questions and comments then as well. And uh, going to be a lot of fun, guys. Obviously, a Therapy Monday upcoming, and we'll begin to break down the Jacksonville State game and get to that one. Talk SEC ball, but uh, it's, it's just a bleak reality right now, guys. It's a bleak reality. South Carolina, they are what they are, and it is what it is, and that's just all it is. I don't know what else to say. So it's tough. It's really, really, really tough. So, but we'll go through it together. Got to win four straight to get to a bowl game. We'll see if South Carolina can do it. That being said, last call, last call. Okay. I think we're ready to close this thing out. Guys, again. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Appreciate it. Like I said, this will drop via podcast as well. So, so go subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit that bell icon so you get notifications when we go live, when we drop new video content as well. I promise these YouTube issues will not be a thing moving forward. We went live, and I actually had no idea that we weren't live on YouTube because I see all your comments, which is the weirdest part. So sometimes technology is just great until it isn't. So... Anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Y'all have a great rest of your Saturday. Have a safe weekend, and we will talk to you all on Monday.